welcome to A Walk Across Texas State. We're your hosts. I'm Sam Heimbach, and this is Bridget Sarview. And today we are going to talk about how we got into career services. So, Bridget, what brought you here to Texas State Career Services? A lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, all right. So, I have a very different career path than most people, I feel like, at Texas State. But then again, I think a lot of people have a, a diverse path. So I began out with um, just kind of a life calling or a life purpose that I felt as a junior in high school, uh, and that was students and student leadership development. Um, and how that played out was I actually was a youth minister for 15 years, uh, which was fun, a lot of work, a lot of summer trips and things like that, but um, it was a lot of work. So my work-life balance was not great. Um, But what I did learn through that was through all the complicators and all the upheaval that I experienced, because like I said, it was tough at times, was that kind of the common thread through all that was that leadership development. Mm -hmm. So for me, higher education was a culture I really wanted to get into. And even as a youth minister, I actually wanted to be a professor. That was a kind of an end life goal for me. Mm. Um, so this kind of was just a natural fit. So I lived in the area. I applied to Texas State for a long time <laughs> and finally got in as an administrative assistant. Um, quite different from my previous occupation. But, you know, it was fun and I met really cool people. Um And yes. Well, something I was going to ask you about, it was really interesting. You said as a junior in high school, you knew that you wanted to develop leaders or develop students. So when you were starting out, how was it to develop people that were maybe kind of close to your age? Yeah. So I worked at a church camp for a long time. And in that environment, I worked with like third grade through high school. And maybe even college. I can't remember. I think we had a college camp. (laughs) So sometimes I was working with people older than me, too, in that environment. But what I found about myself was that I could easily build rapport with people Mm -hmm. who were – like, I would find common ground. And that was always – that helped me the most, especially when I started a youth ministry or, like, began a job for the first time, was finding common ground with people. So I knew that I had a, a knack for that. Yeah. And then in sort of like a counselor fashion, mm-hmm. people would just share things with me. Right. So that got me deep real fast. <laughs> Did I answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of interesting too, that that theme of like common ground, because I know that's so important to us as a university and something we practice a lot. But yeah. not to interrupt you. So you were saying that <laughs> you um, that you started um, over in McCoy here at Texas State. And then I know you moved over to career services. So Yeah. So as an admin, uh, I learned a lot about the university. And that was really cool. And I also learned that we're very collaborative, which I love. But I was missing. I, and I did some of the student leadership development. I had a bunch of staff. Mm. But something was missing, yeah. I guess. So I wanted more. I wanted more purpose toward my kind of my life goal mm-hmm. or whatever. Sure. So um, when this position came open for a customer care coordinator that had a nine student staff work study, it was kind of an instant. Yes, I want to do that. Plus, mm-hmm. it was um, more money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not that that always matters, but it doesn't hurt. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so I did that and I just in that position I rediscovered my of course my love for student development but also mm-hmm. that I'm really passionate about work study okay. that was something I I used when I was in college I had mm-hmm. a work study job for 4 years I worked in the library. That was a boring job. (laughs) But it could be fun, you know. It just wasn't for me. Um, I worked at a desk, and I was also a switchboard operator uh, at the 7 a.m. shift. Wow. Well, maybe that's why you didn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Switchboard was actually fun. I got to get up before the whole campus got up, so it was kind of fun. But but that being said, I also had complications with work study. So I'm just really passionate about that, being an advocate for students with that. So that led me into my current role, which is a student employment specialist, um, and that's helping train and develop student employees across campus and answer work-study questions and things like that, and that gives me a lot of life. So I finally feel like I'm in a really great role that I think is leading me into my 10-year trajectory, hopefully. Oh, you have a 10-year plan? Well, we'll see. (laughs) Well, you have a plan. (laughs) So um, I am hoping to get a master's in something. Okay. um, Maybe comm studies. So that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. Um, And we'll see. I kind of, because I worked in the church realm for so long, I know Mm -hmm. that there's a lot of things I'd like to fix. And um, social justice is also a thing Mm -hmm. for me. And I know that churches have a lot of impact. They see a lot of people. And so, um, I don't know, sometimes I wonder if I'll go back into nonprofit. But for now, Mm. I think getting a master's degree is the next step for me. And maybe that'll send me in my 10 years. I don't know. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, as the um, career advisor for the College of Fine Arts and Communication, (laughs) that really excites me that you are thinking about a comm studies degree, a graduate degree. So um, not to backtrack too much, but I think it could be important just for people who don't understand what work-study is. Can you explain that and maybe why you're so passionate about it? Yeah. So work-study is a – it's not exactly a scholarship. It's not exactly a grant, but it's money from the financial – or from the federal government um, that allows students to uh, receive a set amount of money while they – have a job on campus. Mm -hmm. Work-study positions are kind of an agreement between the uh, university department and financial aid slash federal government that these students will be working within their office, gaining experience, uh, like real-world skills, and be able to study, essentially. So there's regulations Mm -hmm. behind work-study that benefit students, like um, work-study students can only work a certain amount of time, and usually because of the limited salary, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, they can only work a certain amount of hours in order to get the full award. Mm-hmm. So it really allows them to earn money, but also study. It was a really cool program. There's pros and cons to being sure. a work-study student versus getting paid regularly mm-hmm. and not in some sort of um, program like that. But what we love to kind of brag about yes. is students get um, – this really great opportunity to network with university professionals who mm. hopefully yeah. in the perfect world are trying to teach them and care for them and kind of be family away from family, hopefully. Okay. Um, so that's kind, kind of part of our mission, I think, that we'll be crafting over the next couple years mm-hmm. with this new position I'm in and um, with the program here at Career Services. So we'll see. That's awesome. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So we've heard enough about me. No, never. (laughs) We'll see about that. Um, So Sam, tell us how you got here and why you're here. I also have a meandering path. I I am one of those lucky people who graduated shortly after um, the recession, which I feel like really affected my career path. Um, I know a lot of people still feel that pressure of, you know, when you're in school, it's not just about, or when you're in college, it's not always just about, you know, what are you passionate about? But sometimes there can be a lot of pressure to pick the major that's going to be really steady, that's going to get you that job where you're going to have, you know, a certain salary or, you know, there'll be just a little bit more security there. So when I was, um, going to school here, I wound up choosing the path of becoming a public relations major. And so after I graduated, I went straight into working in high-tech PR, um, which I wouldn't say was necessarily my passion, but I knew it. I was able to use skills, like things that I was good at, and um, it was going to be a more secure and steady path than maybe some of the things that interested me. So I spent seven years um, working in high-tech PR, and I just started to realize that the things that were really giving me life and fulfilling me were actually when I was working with interns or working with more junior staff and helping them identify, like, how can I grow my skills? How can I get onto the type of client accounts that I want to be on? you know, how can I have conversations to get the kind of experience and opportunities that I need to get either, you know, a promotion or to get that full-time job after my internship. And so I was realizing that it was actually being able to help my more junior colleagues in that way that I was feeling most fulfilled in my work. And so I was living in Los Angeles (laughs) working for a PR firm and um, getting pretty burnt out And I was wanting to come back to Texas, and I saw an opening with the career services department um, where it looked like there'd be an opportunity to serve PR and communication students through working with the College of Fine Arts and Communication. And so I just kind of jumped at that opportunity, and thankfully we have a boss here that was able to see that my industry experience would apply really well to this role. And so I jumped into the position knowing that I liked helping people and knowing that I had some industry knowledge, but maybe not even fully understanding what my path would be next. So through working in this role, I've actually discovered a lot more of my 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 passions and kind of understanding my personality. I'm a big nerd who's done some personality tests, so I've done the Enneagram where I discovered that I'm a really hard two, which means that you're a helper, and then I have what's called a wing three, which means that you're like uh, kind of your secondary thing is that I'm an achiever, so I'm like someone who likes to help people, but I tend to help people pretty aggressively. <laughs> so um, so I discovered what drives me. And um, through working here, I've also just been able to see um, how much your experience during college can really impact the kind of jobs that you're considered for after you graduate. 
And so for me, my passion has really kind of shifted into how can I help students position themselves the best they can for success? So whether you're a student who's been fortunate enough to have three to four internships during college, which we see, or you're a student who maybe had to work your whole way through college through doing kind of part-time or even full-time jobs, or if you're someone who really had to buckle down and focus on academics and you need to really highlight more of your project work and experience on your resume, um, I become just really passionate about how can I help students best market themselves based on the experience they've been able to gain. I mean, I think that we all really have something we can bring to the table. And sometimes it's just learning how can I communicate what I bring and then also kind of learning how do I pull up the chair. So just really thankful to have the opportunity to help students with that. All right, Sam. So I heard you talk a lot about throughout seven years in a PR firm. Mm -hmm. It's a long time. And I'm kind of impressed that you stuck it out that long because Mm -hmm. I've been a like, this is terrible. I hate my life. So I quit like in a a two-year period. In fact, career services is the longest place I've been. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, But that being said, you learned a lot. You discovered a lot about yourself. And, you know, even though you went for the study path, it -hmm. sounds like – when you figured it out, you like went straight for that passion. Mm-hmm. And so I know a lot of students have a lot of options, a lot of things they're interested in. So how would you advise those students without having that kind of that oper- that that long period opportunity yeah. to learn? That's such a great question. I think it's something that people tend to struggle with no matter where they are in their career, but it's very unique when you're first starting out. Um, I will say, just in all fairness, I didn't work at one place for seven years. So I had multiple um, jobs during that seven-year period in PR. But um, I guess something that I would say is even now, I mean, I think I was lucky that I did wind up enjoying this job even more than I thought I would working in career services But also, this doesn't fulfill all of my interests. I still have separate interests outside of this that I explore independently through hobbies and through um, just research and learning. And I'm sure, you know, I'll discover more interests too kind of as we continue on in our lives. And so something I think that's really important when you're starting out, and I honestly might not even do it differently now in hindsight, is it's, you know, trying to really take this inventory, and we can help with this in career services, but take this inventory of, you know, what really drives me, what do I enjoy doing, and maybe looking into, well, why do I enjoy that? Maybe you worked at a summer camp But, you know, was it actually, you know, was it planning the activities that you liked? Was it the engagement with the students that you liked? I mean, there could be multiple reasons why someone would like a certain position. So it's kind of identifying that, um, being honest with yourself about where your strengths are and maybe areas that you're not as strong in. And then also taking a look at the industry and what's out there and in seeing okay, well, where are there gaps and opportunities? Because for me, as 
you know, starting off in public relations, I identified pretty quickly that working in technology was this big niche um, that I could fill. And by specializing in that area, it was a lot easier for me to get a job right out of college, which, I mean, it's it's difficult. It, it is. It takes a lot of work um, when you're competing with people who have a few years experience or competing with people from other universities and programs. So really, I would say, you know, look at what you like, look at what your strengths are, and um, look at where opportunity lies. And then also, like, it's okay for that to evolve. And it's okay to change your mind. I think, you know, it's, of course, like, being older in hindsight 2020, you can talk about meandering paths and it's like, well, when you graduate, it's like, well, I just need a job right now, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, I think just be open to that. And I think too, like, I don't know what your thoughts on this are, but I think that sometimes it's just being open to opportunity and open to growth is really all you need. And you don't have to know exactly what that looks like. You don't have to have the super firm five-year plan coming out Mm -hmm. because you might not, it's hard to know what that's going to be or what that'll look like. But just knowing that you're open to growth and more opportunities, that might be all you need starting out. Yeah. I think we talk about that a lot here too, is just that there are a lot of options, but if you can find a few of your strengths Mm -hmm. and you can, you know, shameless plug, work with a career coach or a career advisor and mm-hmm. get a strategy going, have someone else help you think through some stuff that you're thinking about yeah. um, and give best practice feedback. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, if you can take that here, but also into life as, you know, an emerging professional, then, and, and like that constant learning, mm-hmm. that's the real key. Because if you can constantly be learning and constantly be somewhat self-reflective, mm-hmm. you'll figure out your path even if it's kind of scary and mm-hmm. it really meanders. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, youth ministry is definitely a niche sort of occupation. Mm. Um, so I was very scared that I wouldn't, when I decided I was going to leave that career path, that I would not find something else that would give me purpose and drive. Um, and in fact, I kind of, I mourned that identity for a long time because I was yeah. like, I'm I'm youth minister Bridget. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I got here and I really found career services became like home and my students became like, you know, these like just, they were incredible human beings and I love getting to know them. And it f- instantly fulfilled that missing void that I had felt for so long. Um, and it's a great place to work. So it's like all these things just came together, Mm -hmm. but it was way after I graduated college. Yeah. So I, you know, if nothing else, maybe this initial podcast will be Mm -hmm. an encouragement for students um, that we've both come from some interesting paths, but we've made it and we're feeling good. And (laughs) well, thank you so much. It's been exciting to hear more about your story and learn more about my colleague and how you got here. You too, Sam. Thank you. Well, Bobcats, um, thank you for listening. And we are so excited to continue to share more career advice and information with you um, over the upcoming months. We will have different guests and people talking about their own experiences. So it won't be just Bridget and I. But thank you so much for listening and we hope to see you soon.